0: Welcome back to The Risk Report. This is episode number 73, and today we are joined again with the infamous Crystal Turner. Thank you. 2022, how was your uh, happy New Year's?
1: Honestly, it was great. No complaints.
0: No complaints? What did you end up doing? Chilling Um, with the doggy?
1: Yeah, actually. I spent time with – shout out to a good friend and um, my favorite couple, uh, Chris and Jenna. Um, They came over with their little puppy, and we just just hung out. We had a great – New Year's, I made mean- a little
0: puppy date.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little family time.
0: Yeah, and welcome to this lovely little guy, Leo. Yeah, he
1: his really first is podcast.
0: A- yeah, his first podcast, huh? Look at you, bro. Already stunting on him.
1: Yeah, how just- old
0: are you? You're a young man already on the podcast. <laughs> he's a good boy. He is. He really is.
1: Yeah, I got lucky.
0: Yeah, these breeds are so fucking smart, you know, as long as you nurture that and, you know, teach them. He's going to be a great dog.
1: He's already like protective over me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love that. That's but he's what for. super social. Super social.
0: Yeah. He
1: loves animals. He's good with kittens. Um, Is he, oh, well,
0: mm-hmm. you got two cats, right?
1: Yeah. And then there's a lady who had like fresh kittens outside. And I just had him lay down and he let the cats like run all over him. He didn't do anything. Yeah. Same thing with um, a puppy. There was like this little 10 week old puppy um, in my neighborhood, a little golden doodle. And he just laid there and let the dog run all over his head, and I was like, "Yeah, he's Aww. he's a good boy."
0: Good, yeah, yeah. Because he's got to he's got to realize his own strength at a certain point. The dude's gonna be fucking massive. Look at his paws.
1: He's gonna weigh more than me.
0: You think so? No. Mm,
1: the vet said anywhere between ninety to one twenty.
0: Okay, so, I mean,
1: yeah, I don't weigh that much. Well,
0: I weigh like one oh five. You don't weigh ninety pounds.
1: I weigh yeah, I weigh one oh five. Yeah,
0: so maybe he'll be. Maybe he'll be ninety. Ninety is pretty damn big for a dog.
1: Hey, if he's one twenty, I will keep not him complain. Lean,
0: you know, one twenty is gonna be so big. I'm excited. How big would that be? This fucking guy. That's like when the doctor told my parents I was gonna be six foot tall and I ended up being five ten, you know, five nine. Not even 5'10", five nine. <laughs> um yeah, I was so excited, got my hopes up for nothing.
1: Yeah, it's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, 90 is still fucking huge. 120 would be even crazier.
1: He's so happy with his You'd bone. You'd have to
0: get him his own uh, full-size bed.
1: He has a bed.
0: He'd have to just get him his own room, you know, with a full-size bed.
1: I thought about that. I was actually, you know, kicking my brother out. and going to give him my brother's room.
0: Yeah, is that what you're going to yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you get him on some commercials... Or some of these Netflix shows, maybe you train him good enough, you get him to be a little puppy actor, a little dog actor. He'll be paying the bills. He'll be paying rent. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, not a bad goal to have.
0: Yeah.
1: He's handsome as hell. Yeah. The only man I've ever loved.
0: <laughs> That's Oof. true. That's funny. Well, congratulations on this new <laughs> step in life, you know? But getting this um, this pup is definitely a big responsibility. And. It's a beautiful thing, too. Like, you're, the connection you're going to have with this animal, you probably already do, you know? Yeah. So that's wonderful. I'm, I'm happy for you.
1: Thank you. You're next.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about fostering kittens. We'll see. I'm, I've, I'm meeting them on Monday. It's Peggy Adams right down the street. There's this um, animal shelter right down the street. I don't know if they just do cats. I think they might have dogs, too. But... It's like an orientation, and I'll check it out. I've never fostered, you know.
1: That's a good idea.
0: The only thing with that, it's like, what if I? I feel like I'll get the cat, and then I'll be like, all right, I like this guy, and I'm or this girl, and I'm not gonna.
1: That's give how they get after, you. You know?
0: Yeah, that's
1: how. They yeah, get that's me. how they get you. So
0: I might as well maybe just go there and be like, I might just fucking adopt a cat <laughs> and see what cats you
1: got. Yeah, you're definitely more of a cat person. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, he's a he's a lot, you know. Well, you'd
0: be surprised. I've I've been around dogs my whole life. Mm-hmm. My dad had, from the moment I was born, my dad bought two American Eskimos when I was a when I was a baby. And a couple months after I was born, he bought two American Eskimos and was breeding them, and he was selling these puppies. As a side thing. Yeah. Because he was like a mortgage broker. I don't know. Now that I think about it, that's fucking crazy to be doing, right? You have a family. You got to buy dogs for outside. You breed them. You sell them. And it's a different time. Yeah. um, But that was cool. And he eventually bought a pet store when I was around six or seven. I never told you about this? No. Dude, yeah. He bought a pet store called Dog World Pet Center in Puerto Rico. And he ended up opening up like four of them. And one of them was in Orlando. And that's why we ended up moving to Orlando. So I've been around dogs my whole life. He's been grooming dogs for the last, I think he started when I was around 11, 10 or 11. So 16, 17 years, 18 years, he's been grooming dogs. Holy shit, time flies. Wow. Um, so I've been around dogs my whole life. Always had dogs. And Finn and Luna were the first cats ever, ever had in my life. And yeah, the connection for sure is cool and they're smart as fuck. Cats. They're different. They are different. They're different. <laughs> but I would love eventually, you know, like like how you decided to get this dog, you probably felt like you're in a stage in your life where you're ready for that. That's the what you want to, you know, do. And that's what I gotta when I get there I definitely want a dog because I think I could have a great connection and, and raise a good good dog.
1: I don't know. Um, I don't disagree. I just I've always wanted a dog of my own. Um, I've grown up with dogs and you know, dated people that have dogs, and the way that I see it is he's officially mine, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Right, <laughs> so right, you know right. what I mean? So Yeah, and I that's just a went through vibe. that
0: too. You know, I just went through yeah. that too. God, I see like you know, your iPhone, because your iPhone's a fucking asshole. And it'll <laughs> it'll uh show you here's what you did on this day or whatever. And right, and so it oh, goes yeah. back to the pictures and, oh, my goodness, there's pictures of the little Miss Bailey. And I'm just like, oh, my God.
1: No, my that's heart. where you download Google Photos. You upload all your photos to save. And right. then you clean out your photos on too, your phone.
0: Yeah, I got to do all of that on my computer, everything, just restart. Because I have no space, no space to edit anything. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I miss the dogs for sure. They were a cool vibe. Yeah, I, and a lot of times, especially I talked about on this podcast, kind of talk shit about the dogs a little bit, you know, jokingly, of course. Um, but at the same time, it's all worth it. All those things that come attached with it, whether it is the responsibility aspect of raising an animal, picking up their shit, and them ripping through your stuff—that's my least favorite Growing up on your carpet. All these, all these shitty things that happen are all so worth it.
1: Yeah, you know? I'm grateful. so
0: worth it in the long run. And
1: yeah, he did not. The first three nights were the worst. <laughs> I'll be honest, because I was like, what the fuck did I just do?
0: As little puppies, they just explode. That's why you got to keep was, them in the cage. Yeah, so he just explode in the cage.
1: But after, but after that, like he's potty trained. He sits, he lays down, he's calm, he's gentle. Um, he's friendly, protective over me. So honestly, his demeanor is fantastic. He's super chill. I just feel like we we vibe with each other's energy. And um, if I remember correctly, before I got him, the guy told me he actually died and he had to bring him back to life. Oh, so, and how I got him was I was looking, looking, and then I had a picture up on my computer. And this uh, friend of mine, who's actually a contractor, one of the buildings that I work at, um, he's like, yo, that's a beautiful dog. I go, I'm looking. He's like, My friend just got one. I can give you the guy's contact. I go, absolutely. And one boy, one girl left. I I knew I wanted a boy dog right away. And I don't know. As soon as I walk in the door, I I brought my friend Chris. And uh, he told me he immediately ran to me. So I I feel like he chose me. And I'm grateful for that. I I never thought I could love an animal. I mean, nothing to the cats, nothing to any of the past animals I've ever loved before. But, like, I never thought I could feel this way, like, at all.
0: Yeah, imagine having a
1: baby one day. <laughs> I think I'd be a phenomenal mother. Yeah. Um, you just got to find the right person to have a baby mm-hmm. with because yeah. that's, that's the thing. Like, I obviously can have a dog by myself.
0: Well, these are, these are the steps, right? This is what shows you responsibility in that sense, you know? And yeah. Yeah. You need your bone, guy?
1: Thank you.
0: All right. Well, your dog's great.
1: <laughs> He's handsome.
0: Let's uh enough about you big guy. We're going to move on and start talking about this uh, this idea that you had for our little podcast today. Which thank you for coming up. I know it's a long drive now that I'm up here north. So I appreciate you coming up.
1: No, it's definitely worth it. I love I love driving and he loves the car ride.
0: All right. I'm sure he'd like the little lake outside too. Yeah, he does. Okay. Well, we wanted to do this podcast and because you hit me up about the Cecil Hotel, about freaking out about this whole Cecil Hotel. You're like, did you watch this? It's like, yeah, I watched it a year ago.
1: <laughs> I'll rewatch watch
0: it again to kind of revamp my mind.
1: Well, the anniversary is coming up. I believe it was sometime in February this chick went missing. Um, that hotel has got so much dark history. Um, and I actually – one of my favorite seasons of American Horror Story is hotel season five with Lady Gaga and um, I think his name's Matt Balmer. gorgeous mm-hmm. um, and it was based off of that hotel so, Cecil. Yeah, so the more I heard about this story about this this girl and and I keep forgetting her name. I think it's Isla or Elsa
0: Elsa. Elsa Elsa, Elsa lamb.
1: Elsa Lamb when, or Lamb Elsa test for the yeah. tuberculosis. Elisa,
0: Elisa Lamb. Is it Elisa? Jesus, Elisa Lamb. We both Lam. fucked it up. Yeah.
1: Whatever. People make mistakes. Um. No, nah, I mean just the footage of the elevator itself. I remember when I had COVID. Me and um my sister in law Lindsay, um shout out to her and Dixie Dozers. Um, we were watching this in bed, and I was just like, "Why is the elevator not fucking closing?"
0: Oh, yeah. A lot of weird shit, right? Like,
1: it just doesn't make any sense. Wow. The, the footage, and I, I like the documentary because it literally dissected it piece by piece. Yeah,
0: and you see all these different um, points of view, right? The points of view from the actual detectives. Mm-hmm. The points of views from the people online, which is just the craziest thing, right? Is nowadays that people just get online, make these groups, and go over it, and like... Collective, collectively work together and they're able to kind of shed some light that, that these detectives do use. Most recently with that Gabby Petito, right? If people were like yeah. going a full web sleuth on it and um, digging up things that maybe these cops didn't dig up before. And yeah, it's it's a wild. I remember seeing it. Uh, I've just re-watched it. I just re watched I kind of skipped through it because there's a lot of episodes.
2: For wasn't the Cecil? Like
0: yeah, wasn't it yeah. Like five episodes? And the whole thing is bananas. If you haven't seen the the Cecil Hotel on Netflix, fucking definitely watch it. If you're into crime, crime documentaries, it's got a bit of a supernatural element to it. You know, it's got a paranormal, paranormal element yeah. in the sense that it's uh, kind of mysterious because these people really have no real explanation, even at the end of it, as to what the fuck happened to this girl. They just found her. This poor, you know. 20 year old girl right she was like she was 2021 i think yeah and um this poor girl she went out to first off 20 year old girl going out to la alone yeah okay right she was she meeting somebody there like that's what they tried to kind of dissect and see if there was a guy or something because of her posts right yeah her tumblr her tumblr
1: which I think everything's still online.
0: It, she kind thats creepy, huh? She kind of left like a diary, you could say, on on the Tumblr. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, you know, this unfortunately, this poor twenty-year-old girl goes out there, and fuck knows what happened because no one's been able to tell if there was a guy or person who pushed her into this fucking water tank. Um. She could have just jumped in too, but like, how do you close do you, in the, the water lash. tank? Yeah. I don't know.
1: How, how do you close it after you're in there? Yeah, yeah.
0: And you also see her kind of like freaking out in the videos, talking about talking to someone, but that that person's not there. You know what I mean? Like, kind of freaking out.
1: And, I don't know. And then they said the video was altered. There was like a a minute missing. So right.
0: oh, that true. that goes into and there was like a foot or something in that one you remember there was like a foot in the elevator scene that people were saying that might be a foot or I think
1: something? it was just the back of her flip-flop oh. I will I will say that cuz I watched and I go she is wearing shoes yeah so I think that was literally just from her the back of her flip-flop
0: but she was on this other corner of the elevator and the shoe was like right on the outside of the elevator it was <sighs> like a turn it was like a turn i got to see the We'd footage we have to again. go back to it yeah yeah i mean the whole thing's fucking crazy that poor family but yeah, then all that. these what made it crazy on top of it is all these weird coincidences that kept happening right whether it was um that movie right the dark waters movie
1: that was weird how
0: crazy is that, that was
1: really weird
0: so of course in real life in this elisa lamb thing um they find this poor young woman in in the water tank right and uh but there was a movie years before years prior 2003 i think called dark waters a horror movie about this uh single mom and her young daughter moving to like was it like a rundown hotel building kind of place that you could rent at and the place was fucking haunted and it was basically calling this little girl and by the end of the movie the girl jumps into the water tank and that's where the mom finds her yeah. Very so, sim- and and what they were wearing the same red. The clothes. colors, oh, yeah. They were, I mean, just weird shit, man. A lot of weird shit.
1: Yeah, the conspiracy. One of them is that this girl was sent by the government to go to this area to spread the tuberculosis that broke out, and it was just somewhat of a coincidence that the movie itself was being kind of like reenacted it it's just a lot it was it was, it was a lot, lot to weird di- things, yeah right?
0: because that tuberculosis thing and then the um, test the, the the test for the tu- what they were testing the people for the tuberculosis but
1: the name and of the, the test. test
0: was called lamb elisa lamb elisa spelled the same way just fucking flipped over you know? yeah
1: and then where she went to school and that was
0: what five days oh yeah what was the school thing
1: Ah, she apparently studied, I guess she... Right, where they developed
0: the fucking thing. Yes. Where they developed those tuberculosis tests. Yes. Yeah, weird. I mean, what is she? Some sleeper agent from fucking Canada where they fucking sent... That's a little crazy to me.
1: And then how long it took for the the autopsy.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's just a glitch in the matrix, you know? Maybe it's just a glitch (laughs) into our simulation where people see like, oh... Maybe this is a simulation. I don't really buy that this whole simulation theory, but you see shit like that, and that's a little weird, you know?
1: Yeah. But I, I like, just. Well, I mean, I feel for her family.
0: Oh, my goodness. If her family's real.
1: Yeah. It, <laughs> but if, that's
0: the problem with the conspiracies. Then you turn into a inconsiderate asshole because, you know, her family probably is real and they fucking dealt with that.
1: It's the human mind, you know, the psychological aspect and the human the human mind just always wants answers. What they find intriguing, they want to know. They want to know how, they want to know the who, what, yeah, where, we when, and why. want to know everything. Yeah. But but when we get the knowledge, what does it matter to us? What's yeah. done is done.
0: Yeah. 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 I don't know. My I think when I watched it originally, my thing was I think this place from all the murders oh, shit, yeah. from over the years because the hotel itself has a fucking
1: crazy vibe. <laughs> Ricky Ramirez, it's on, right?
0: It's on it's on Skid Row. And yeah, they've had all these serial killers go in there throughout the throughout the years, 70s, 80s, but even prior to that, motherfuckers were jumping out of the fucking building. Committing suicide. Committing suicide and like having crazy overdoses and murdering people and lots of probably other fucked up shit happening there. Where it's like, I feel like you have an area that has so much bad And negative energy in the air. And not only that, it's like literal blood has been spilt, you know? Yeah, skid row, right? I think over time, but just the hotel itself, right? Mm -hmm. Like think about just, you go on the hotel, like if we went on Wikipedia right now to list all the people that have murdered. Hey, Google, how many people have died at the Cecil Hotel?
2: Here's a summary from the website buzzfeed.com. Price said there were about 80 deaths in the hotel. One reporter called the Cecil Hotel a hotbed for death.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, and mm, hotels probably get overdoses all the time. Bob Saget. Bob Saget. I can't believe Bob Saget died, huh?
1: Yeah.
0: But he just died in a hotel, right? So this shit happens.
1: You texted me, actually. That's how I knew about about it. You were the one that you were like, Bob Saget. I was like, Bob Saget, what the fuck?
0: Oh, my God, man. That guy was hilarious. Yeah, he was funny as fuck, and he was also America's dad. You know, I growing up watching that. But, anyways, rest in peace, Bob Saget. He seemed like an awesome human being. That's a that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, fuck. What was I saying? Yeah, I just think that that hotel. My my whole conclusion, and I mean, I'm maybe it's because I'm a little bit of an out there guy, but I believe there's just fucking bad energy at that place. And um, so we're not booking our room. Yeah. No, not (laughs) for me. This girl, this girl, maybe, you know, was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. And maybe she had some mental health issues.
1: Well, yeah, they said she was diagnosed as bipolar.
0: Right. Maybe she had some mental health issues. And being in a place like that with this fucked up energy, it just didn't help, you know? Yeah. And maybe uh, activated or did something to her to where she maybe.
1: It was kind of in a
0: bad, bad fucking
1: situation. It was not human, like though how she was moving her like hands at one point. It was really weird. Right,
0: it's almost like a like possessed. Like she was she either was possessed, possessed,
1: being stalked. You know, if you guys she was believe in,
0: out. yeah, she was, she was out. definitely
1: tripping out, and they didn't find any drugs in her system.
0: Well, I mean, how could you? She was in the water for fucking weeks. You know what I mean? And then that's so, so crazy, bro. That's she was nasty. in water for weeks and twenty days.
1: People were drinking that and shit. People were drinking that. Dude. Yeah, they, they had and, the interview. That was that in couple. the
0: movie too, right? The movie had the water. It was always brown, like whatever. They turned on the sinks in that, you know, de- decrepit building and it was just like dark water. That's why they called it dark water. So. Yeah. And uh yeah, the same shit. That's what people were complaining about at the hotels, like this black water that and people are fucking which first off, I don't drink out of the sink. Me neither. You know what I mean?
1: But they were from here.
0: Yeah, they're from England. Whatever, man. I don't know. I'd never drink out of the sink. If it's in England, or here. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, give me a bottle that they poured out of the sink into the bottle and then whatever. Now I see it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that one's wild. So definitely check out the seasonal hotel, even though we just fucking basically spoiled it to you
1: so to some extent we did, we gave a little bit of detail there's so much in that documentary
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: so much and it, it's it up like to your own interpretation you remember the
0: metal dude
1: that, that that i'm not gonna lie alex i fell asleep while watching this and then i woke up to his like face like distorted and screaming like satanic shit yeah. i'm just like this is why i don't sleep watching netflix i i would rather listen to like affirmations or rain noises
0: right yeah yeah i pass out at the and then you wake up at like someone's getting fucking because
1: i texted you the next morning and i said dude oh you had nightmares i had nightmares that i was in an abandoned mall trying to find a clean bathroom simmons
0: in your fucking dream
1: (laughs) (laughs) trying to find a clean bathroom
0: oh my it was
1: it was awful
0: that's hilarious so you had to piss on on top of that on your uh, on your dream you know don't
1: drink water before bed
0: yeah Apparently, if you eat a banana before bed, you have crazy dreams. Something about the potassium gets your fucking. You know going. what?
1: I've been having protein smoothies before I go put to bananas bed. In there yeah, banana, chill strawberries. On, chill on
0: the bananas and see. And, see and if, I have been uh, dreaming a lot lately. See if you maybe don't dream
1: as crazy. Not all bad dreams, by the way. No, not all. Bad <laughs>
0: dreams, of it just makes your dreams a little more. Maybe maybe it makes you fall into REM sleep or whatever the fuck it is to yeah in that deep sleep he creating?
1: sleeps through the night with me, like I think our last walk I know like I'll lay down and I'll start reading at like nine and then ten thirty eleven o'clock twelve I'll walk him for his last walk and then we don't wake up till five five thirty and then we're on in the morning, yeah yeah so like early, he sleeps through. early bird like me yeah, definitely I feel more productive that way, yes, and not you know the whole world's asleep while you're being productive it makes it easy and less distractions yes.
0: My problem is now that like I've gotten my body so used to waking up so early that, like, for example, last night I didn't go to bed till four. <laughs> I woke up at seven. Yep. That's all I could sleep. I cannot fucking have the sunlight out and me fucking laying in bed all day. I, I need to do something. Yep. You know, and that's the only bummer is that I can't, like, sleep in anymore, or at least <laughs> not that long, you know?
1: Yeah, sleeping in for me is, like, seven, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock yeah. pushing it. Nine I hate that. Nine would be that.
0: crazy late for me now. Yeah. Nine would be crazy. Um. So yeah, Cecil Hotel. That's a crazy one.
1: We were talking. What was? What else were we talking about? Don't look up. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah.
0: Don't look up.
1: That movie was. I thanks to Chris and Jenna, we actually watched that. Um, on New Year's, like after oh, we oh, yeah. after we watched the ball that's drop, it came out, huh? Yeah, we were up till like. We, I was falling in and out of sleep. I remember when Ariana Grande was singing, I woke up and she's like, we're all fucked. And I'm laughing my ass off and I hear Chris chuckling and I'm just like, oh my God, dude, this movie. Yeah,
0: I like that movie a lot. And I mean, I was seeing articles or whatever after it was out for like a week and people were bashing it like crazy. I have no idea why really.
1: Um, because of the reality, maybe behind it, the fact that we are all still somewhat slaves to the media. I mean, look at, and it was supposed yeah, it was to be big... funny. I mean, it was supposed to be funny, but also, hello, look what's really going on. It's not too far yeah, fetched. Yeah, it's a jab, it's a yeah, jab, it's for, a jab sure. for sure. But you know what? what I like about it is it wasn't, it was political, but not like political in the sense of like picking sides. It was like poking fun at Biden, poking fun at Trump, poking mm-hmm. fun at everybody. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just. One particular group they were after. It was yeah. in general, as a whole, yeah, making it's like
0: fun how how the human race would probably react to some news like this. It's like, oh yeah, you know, brushing <laughs> it off, brushing it off. Obviously, these characters way exaggerated. It's a fucking comedy. It's for comedic Leonardo. purposes, you know. Oh, Leonardo, DiCaprio that's who he's named after. Oh, is he? Yeah so his real name's Leonardo.
1: Leonardo Turner Van Rossen. I'm going to call
0: him Mr. Mr. Leo um yeah i like the movie a lot and fucking what's her name jennifer lawrence she did great she did great and you know i'm into that kind of alternative looks i thought she looked hot in it
1: she's always hot and
0: um jonah hill was fucking hilarious
1: you know his character wasn't too wasn't too far off from what he usually does but he was really funny
0: right again everything like kind of exaggerated
1: Meryl um, Streep was great. Oh
0: my god, dude!
1: She was great. I gotta
0: tell you, wow, she's a fox, oh, right?
1: I I'm not gonna and lie to you. She's old as fuck. Bet- How
0: hot was she in this goddamn movie, bro? <laughs> she
1: was pretty hot, and I'm not gonna lie to you.
0: We, bro.
1: I remember having the biggest crush on her, and I think it was uh Death Death Becomes Her. Death becomes her with uh, her and Goldie Hawn.
0: I'm gonna have to watch that because that sounds old as fuck. And and it's old as like fuck.
1: Nineties in and Holy cow, damn right, she was still old Bruce in Willis 90s. was in it too. <laughs>
0: yeah. He probably had hair then.
1: Somewhat, he started balding, <laughs> dude. Yeah. But it was a good movie. Yeah, she yeah. was she was smoking.
0: She did, and then you get to see her naked at the end of it. Spoiler. Yeah, that was, it. that was funny. That
1: was funny. That movie, man. No, I, I liked it
0: a lot, <laughs> and I liked. Uh, I think it's pretty. My favorite, my absolute favorite part slash character of the movie was that Steve Jobs guy, the, you know, like the Apple CEO guy,
3: the guy that he talks like this. Yeah. And real quiet.
0: But he's doing all this fucked up shit in the back, really. Yeah. Running the world and. Yeah, that guy was so funny. Oh my god.
1: The foreshadowing about that. And if you if you pay attention, they, they give you they give you the hints. You knew he was an asshole.
0: From the beginning. From the
1: beginning. Because the little girl was like, Can I say something? No.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: then she's like, I love you. And he just completely like
0: Yes. Yeah, disconnect.
1: Yeah. He he's almost like um yes. He's just the disconnect. Fake there's fake, no happy, you know, this yeah. fake
0: smile, quiet, <laughs> like calm guy that is really uh evil piece of shit, Really, realistically, right? Like had no...
1: Well, because technology runs the world and yeah. he's the one that isn't... like, in... oh, I can tell you how you're going to
0: die. <laughs> so oh, God. He sounded like a fucked up Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you remember that? Where he yep. was like telling you, based on your social medias, he could tell you how you, how and when you're going to fucking die and this and that. He's just, you know, this guy had control or whatever. This character had control over the world, it seemed like. Definitely. And at the end of the day, he fucked everything up. Yeah. Spoiler. Definitely.
1: But. but I think it was like you just said, he wanted control and he wanted to create something for himself new. And that's why what happened happened. I won't spoil the ending. Right. The selfishness
0: um, of, uh, of humanity.
1: Dude, it was so funny. Cause I remember telling Chris, um, and Jenna when we were watching and shout out to Jenna, by the way, she's got an amazing jeweler, uh, jeweler company and she's coming out with some clothes um so shout out to uh jg uh jewelers um we were sitting there and i remember the first thing was like okay we got six months they got six months to figure their shit out and get rid of the fucking meteor but what do you think they did they prolonged it They prolonged it to the point where like ariana Grande was singing Ooh. we're all fucked and we're all gonna die yeah she did great in that movie too yeah. it was really funny she was like so you guys found a meteor yeah yeah and then leo's like by the way, I'm so sorry to hear about your breakup. It's like, mind your fucking business, old man. Yeah.
0: yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I don't know why people were hating on it. I think they were trying to hate on the actors and this and that. We'll go It oh, is what it yourself. is. I mean,
1: you know, it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. So I thought it was great. We're talking about Netflix.
0: Yes, this episode is our, I wouldn't say all of our top Netflix hits, but. The ones we could come up with in this, <laughs> in this podcast, don't look up. I liked one of my favorite movies on there, which you got to watch is The King. What's that about? You have to watch it. It's uh, with Timothy Chalamet, who was just in that movie Dune. He was in Don't Look Up. He was the dude with the long hair who got to uh, hook up with. Um, Jennifer Lawrence's character?
1: Lucky guy.
0: Lucky guy, right? So he's killing it. Oh, he's crushing it. He's get, he's gotten so many roles this past like couple years, big roles. Yeah. And I mean, so, but this movie, The King is the first one I saw him in. I think he was in like a grown-ups movie as a kid or something like that. He's a child actor. He was of, a child yeah. actor? Yeah. Good for him. He was in something that kind of helped him out. And But he, he did this movie, The King, what was it, two years ago? and god it was so fucking good it's basically about um the king of england who's, what's his name uh henry king henry of england and henry was a drunk who his father was king and his father had all these ambitions of taking over france of doing this and that like he was kind of constantly at war yeah and henry wanted no part in it he was a drunk he he would be at the bars he would just be chilling and so it was said to the younger brother, the younger brother was out fighting at the wars and all they were trying to fight at the wars. And, um, it was going to go to him like the throne when the King died, but the King, uh, I think the, I think the brother died. Damn. Yeah. I think the brother died. And then, so they kind of fell on his shoulders and his dad died and, and, um, left it on him. So then he becomes a, he becomes the King of England. And he becomes one of the greatest in history, becomes one of the greatest warrior kings England's ever had. And so he takes over parts of France. And so you see this transition of a dude who does not want this responsibility at all, is not for it to becoming um, the fucking guy. He becomes the king, you know, like he and his transformation and the sacrifices and the Betrayals and all this shit that leads up to it—it's a great film. It kind of has um, a character development to me, like in The Godfather. You ever seen The Godfather? Movies? Of course. So it's it's got a similar transition of character where Michael Corleone—he's not part of the family business. He didn't really want to be a part of the family business. He's a college guy, a military guy. He comes back. His father gets fucking. Uh, you know, gunned down. He doesn't die, but he can't run the business anymore. And Michael steps in. Yeah, and so and then you see uh, by the end of the movie, Michael being the fucking Godfather. You see the foreshadowing, like the rightful, you know, yeah. heir or whatever. And so, yeah, it has a similar kind of transition to that. It's a great fucking movie, and it's got Robert Pattinson. Ooh, um, I forget some other girl too. Um, she hot. A lot of a lot of good actors. And- <laughs> she's hot of course she's hot yeah and um fuck, who's that one guy i don't know his name but yeah you got to watch that shit i like okay. all those documentary or drama like historical drama peaky blinders that ottoman empire one i was telling you about
1: oh that wild wild country you wild told me wild about.
0: country yeah that one is a, a documentary that you gotta watch too it
1: just popped up on the yes. screen so i was like "Ooh." um hey
0: google uh what's it called tell me about wild wild country
2: here's some information about wild wild country when a controversial guru builds a utopian city in the oregon desert it causes a massive conflict with local ranchers This docu-series chronicles the conflict, which leads to the first bioterror attack in the United States and a massive case of illegal wiretapping. It is a pivotal but largely forgotten time in American cultural history that tested the country's tolerance for the separation of church and state. Brothers Mark and Jay Duplass serve as executive producers on the series.
3: Yeah.
0: Thank you, Google. Yeah, dude. uh, So a lot of layers. And it starts off with... This guy, the the Bhagavad Rajneesh, right? This fucking Hindu dude with uh, the longest, you know, beard down to his dick, basically. Jesus. And a fucking <laughs> turban. And he's the guy, right? He's the spiritual guru. And he does yoga and all these like spiritual, like a spiritual school, basically, in India. And it gets so popular in the 70s. That all these people from America and Canada are starting to join that movement over there. Well, they end up trying to find that plot of land in America. They find a plot of land over in fucking Oregon. And it gets wild from there. It just it just kind of snowballs into this bigger thing. It becomes a full-on heavy cult.
1: I'm just going to lay this down because I don't want him to dirty your coffee.
0: That's all right. I'll just um, I'll vacuum it. Now that I'm getting older, I get excited of, to clean of, what, of weird shit. Yeah, He's like, wanting to hide his like, bone. That's uh, what you is. don't got to hide it, bro. Yeah, dude. Like Maybe. I'll get excited about going to Publix, you know, about, about buying stuff. Come here. Like things I need. And that vacuum was a very exciting thing for me to buy.
1: But I'm glad <sighs> you get excited about that. I just pay someone to clean my shit.
0: No, fuck that. <laughs> Can't do that, dude.
1: I take care of him and the other two, and myself. I I like to pay for convenience, so like I'll clean. Trust me, I have the mentality of if you clean up after yourself after you use something, there's less of a mess yeah, later. So just clean up after yourself. But I do like having someone deep clean because they might see things that I might miss. So yeah, I
0: mean, they, so what you got? You pay like a maid to come in and fucking. Dude, is that like a ideal. service you bought or
1: no, you have I mean, it through
0: your building?
1: Yeah, I know people through my building. Oh, okay. Look
0: at this handsome boy. Yeah. Yeah, go watch that Wild Wild Country. That shit is pretty wild.
1: Literally, in, familiar, the title, right? literally uh, in the title, right? Wild Wild. They have I think it it's twice?
0: so crazy how people can be so fucking gullible. You know, we see it nowadays with um, we don't necessarily. I'm sure there's cults, right? and religion and everything but just celebrity culture right how how social media has changed everything i was talking to somebody last night um 10 years ago when instagram came out instagram was just not it's not what it fucking is now think about that there weren't people fucking making money from booty pics yet you know, oh, if yeah. you were, you were on goddamn Playboy, like a real professional, you know? Yeah. You know, think about how quickly this this uh, dynamic has been changing here, buddy. Stay out of the metal right here. Um, but yeah, and think about how wild people get over celebrities. You know, it's like they're just people. Yeah. And so you see it in these cults. HBO's got a, a good cult documentary, too. Um, yeah, these people, man, I, I think I find it fascinating that people just follow them, blindly follow them, you know, and all the, and these cult guys, they fuck everybody. They just, they love to get it in. They're going to fuck everybody they can, right? Oh, all these thought, guys thought, fuck everybody.
1: For a second, I thought you meant like just fuck people over. but They you mean, do that
0: too. You yeah. mean literally like Literally like, and figuratively. <laughs> they do it all.
1: It is what Do it they is. They brainwash him? Yeah, I mean, look at the Charles Manson thing. Like I said, the right. whole. I think we were talking about the Sharon Tate thing, and then.
0: Oh yeah. Um,
1: Once upon a Once time in Hollywood. A time. Yeah, it's a good movie. One of my favorites.
0: Listen, guy, you got to get that bone off of the metal because it's gonna get on the microphone. It's gonna get picked up. Yeah, hop up. I'll let you on the couch.
1: He's he's <laughs> devastated. I, I I like took his his yeah. bone away. Well,
0: it's okay. He'll forget about it. Why do you got to put it right next to the thing, man?
1: I think it maybe helps him. Hmm. Remember, he's teething really bad. He lost his first tooth yesterday. Yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah. I I saw one of his little plush toys on the floor, and I'm like, and
0: it had a little tooth in it.
1: No, it had blood on it. So oh. I was like, what? And then I look at his teeth, and I was like, oh, he just lost his first
2: tooth.
0: Yeah. Um. One of my I want to have a guest on the podcast is. This- a friend of mine named Savannah. Mm-hmm. And she's been a dog trainer for the last, well, I don't know, a couple of years. I want to say six plus years she's been a dog trainer, maybe more. And, um, yeah, I want to have her on. I think that'd be an interesting one to see, like, you know, her background and the psychology of these animals and how to raise them, how to train them. You know, she's constantly training people's dogs and has, um, you know, like, like they base people basically leave the dogs for a couple of weeks and they'll yep. train them and get them ready and boom on to the next.
1: Yep, that's uh his trainer Kelsey. Um, I actually um found her through my friend Chris. So shout out to my friend Chris. Um, he's got um I think it's called a Malinois, a Belgian Malinois. Yes. Yeah, uh, her we name's Micah. About them
0: earlier, those are some of the greatest dogs. But you got a German, very close.
1: I've always wanted a German, and the fact that he's all black just makes it even better. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna feel safe when I go running with him, and you know, I know he's gonna protect me, my family, and you know, whenever I have children, he's gonna protect the kids. And then, hopefully, he can have kids, so I can keep one of his with me, so I always have a part of him with me. Oh, you're
0: you're you're not neutering him or anything? You're gonna keep him going
1: for now. That's the that's the plan.
0: You if you're they... that guy, you get to keep your balls.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You get to keep your balls. Look how excited he's getting.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's a handsome yes. stud, so.
0: Shit, dude. Well, maybe, you know, I'll take one of those. There you go. Take one of those puppies. When I get his firstborn son. Man. Sure.
1: <laughs> but um Yeah, no, Kelsey's great. Um he was supposed to leave last Monday for a couple weeks. Um the good thing is, is yes, yeah, she's going to take him for 2 weeks um but i pop in and out it's
0: gonna take him for two weeks she's
1: gonna take him for two weeks and it's uh, gonna partly. do the training it is but i visit him and i do yeah. the training with them um so and she always keeps in contact with me and then at six months we're doing the i believe it's like the protection and the off the leash
0: so you're gonna do the bike training
1: and everything
0: yeah
1: absolutely everything and they love
0: that they love um he's going to. It
1: stimulates that. his brain, you know. Yes. He's extremely intelligent. Think,
0: these guys are so fucking intelligent. They also have that you know, they're the closest thing to a wolf pretty much. And so these dogs are not they're not a, like how medium-sized dogs are where yeah. they're like at home and not have these killer instincts. These dogs really are have killer instincts and are just that's what they're made for, you know? And that's He's why they do so over well me. As in jobs like with cops and things like that. It's because they're so intelligent and they need to be stimulated in that sense always. So that's that's great that you're – and that's what's going to make your bond with him great and you a, a great owner of this animal is the fact that you understand the needs of this animal. Yeah. And you're doing everything you can to give him those needs, you know? And he'll be a happy guy. And, and in return, they're so fucking loyal. You know?
1: Yeah. I I can't even imagine, like, a day without him. So it's going to be hard on me, like, letting him go for the couple weeks. But I know it's worth it because um, I'd rather – and it's not even a sacrifice. It's going to be a gain. I'd rather invest yeah. that time within myself and within him and allow him to – because he is pretty damn trained. I mean, look at him. Yeah. You know, he's calm. Um, yeah, he course. sits on command. He lays down on command. He's gentle. He knows where his bed is. He When I say go to bed, he'll go into his crate. Um, And he's three months old. He's a and baby. He's a baby so. so the fact that he's already surpassed a lot of... I hear horror stories, dude. And my but dog people, doesn't chew on things.
0: People, people let them do things, right? Yeah. You know, like, people just allow their pets to walk all over.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: the problem. And... From with you, you know, you held it. Yeah, you kind of let him, like, go out and walk around and do his thing. But you thing. saw but when I got you, serious. You, you get you get him close. Um, you know, uh, when we first got in here, he, was, he got excited. He was kind of chewing on my hands. I told him no biting, and he stopped. Mm-hmm. So he's a very smart, intelligent animal. It's just about being on top of him constantly.
1: Like with anything. Consistency like with creates anything. patterns. Yeah. That's
0: it. And most people, they just don't. I I don't know about most people, but a lot of the pet owners that I've seen, whether it was because it was college kids getting dogs right away when they moved into college and just maybe that's just too soon. I don't fucking know, but not everybody raised their dogs the right way.
1: Yeah, it's a commitment. And you know what? If you – he makes me want to be a better person. That's the best way I could say. So I know that investing within myself is me being better for me but also being the best for him and i know making decisions like this is best for him and also in return best for me so it's like the law of karma you know mm-hmm. the the cause and effect if ask yourself these two questions before you do anything and this is a life lesson in general ask yourself these questions before you do anything one is this going to benefit me and if the answer is yes fantastic now ask yourself the second question is this going to benefit the other people involved If the answer is yes, without hesitation, please move forward because you're investing within yourself and you're being a better person for somebody else and it's working in the other person's favor. Mm -hmm. If you answered no to any of those two questions, you need to reevaluate Mm -hmm. the action. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, for sure. So that's what life's about.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: it's just about progression, trying to move forward. Uh, Even if it is little steps. You know, everything is little
1: atomic strange. habits. 1% every day for a full year. You'd be amazed.
0: Yeah. That's 365% better. Right. That's a 365 gain right there.
1: Yep. Every day. If you just invest in yourself, there's no, there's no downfall. There's no mm-hmm. losing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then just be kind. Like I think people who are self-aware, kind, humble and understand like nothing is personal in life. Um, it's a matter of we're all spiritual beings. You know, we're living in this physical reality. And it's up to us to choose what experiences are fulfilling for us. What may be fulfilling for me may not be fulfilling for you. Right. You know, and that's okay. It's not good, bad, right or wrong. It's just a matter of your perception and what you want your exterior to be, what your reality is. And, you know, some people fit some people go some people leave some people come back it's nothing personal no matter if it hurts but just remember when it hurts you're reacting to towards your feelings not somebody else's
0: yes that is that is something i've been teaching a lot lately to the kids at work because they all they all argue with each other. They all get mad at each other. And of course, they're raging hormones. They can't, you know, they're just figuring shit out right now. And they're
1: getting shit from their parents. Let's be real. They're a product of their environment.
0: I don't think so. That's the problem.
1: Because oh.
0: I think that, um, you know, parents are getting a little softer. Not everybody's parents. I'm not going to go ahead and say everybody. Every kid is fucking not, but you can tell who is not. Um, you know, for example, I have meetings constantly about certain kids and their behavior, and, and, the, and the parents don't do nothing. They don't do nothing, right? So, and, and that's what can you do, right? That's the at-home life. You can't and control that, got yeah. got their other at-home stuff. But for the kids and for in my classroom, they're assholes to each other. I always call it out. And I always call out, if you're getting mad, you're the only person who's going to have to deal with that. Yep. You and your emotions. So yeah, it's natural, but you know what? Be the bigger person. It's about being open, you mm-hmm. know, open minded, and just being like open to disagree, and move on. Who gives a fuck, really? Who who cares that whatever these kids argue about the dumbest shit? Oh, I'm goodness. sure it's a yeah. waste
1: of energy, and it's it, sad because it, they're terms so young. Of like
0: how their their thought patterns in that sense, right? Because they're they're getting worked up over something that is artificial, artificial stress in a sense, and.
1: A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. It's within them. Like it's a choice. You mm-hmm. wake up every day and you choose one who you want to be, where you want to invest your energy, because let's be real. We have anywhere between 70 to 100,000 thoughts, you know, 100,000 hundred thousand dollars, that would be great. Yeah. We have anywhere between 70 to 100,000 like thoughts a day.
0: That's what they say.
1: Uh huh, and a lot of them are repetitive because they're from our past. If you really think about, it, a lot of people focus too much on their past, past mm-hmm. experiences, past people, past this, past mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Fuck the past. Your past does not dictate your future unless yeah. you're creating it by by doing the same thing over and over again. Ask yeah. yourself. Be super self aware. Be conscious of like what choices you're making. You know, you know what's what feels good and what doesn't feel good. So just go with what feels good. Right. You know, think about it in the long run. I know like I, with my students, you know, I have kids anywhere from five and I have adults. And my goal is to make sure that they know that all is possible, but it's within them. I can give them the tools. I'm a tool. And Mm -hmm. and I mean, not in a negative way. I'm a tool. I'm a stepping stone. You came to me to give you a certain amount of knowledge. I'm going to give you that knowledge and make sure I give you my absolute best. I have I'm so grateful because I learn a lot from my kids and it's nice to see them succeed, but 90% of it is confidence. And I tell them, I go, I'm the tool. I'm giving you the, the, the stuff to do, but it's within you to make the choice to do it. And it's within you to have the confidence to actually fulfill it. Mm -hmm. You have the whole world in your hands, especially at your age. If you continue to master your craft now, by the time you're my age, who knows where the hell you'll yeah. be. Your life can change in a second. Yeah. It's it's within your mind, you know, and, and you know, you got to just, I, I push affirmations on my kids. I go, it's not so much just saying it. I want you to feel it. I want you to get into the mindset of what does a confident person look like? What does it feel like to be confident? Tap into that vibration, tap into that frequency, and then start singing your song. Mm-hmm. Do not focus on the little things that you mess up because there was there was there's a student i have she out of you know how it is uh first verse maybe two notes that we needed to work on right and it's literally just her confidence i go you are hitting these notes i'm watching you i hear the tone i see it you're announcing it perfectly fine it's confidence Mm -hmm. and then i go when in doubt, with anything in life, this is in general, not just with my students, and when you're flailing or when you're feeling overwhelmed or when you feel like you can't hit that note, slow down. Slow it down. Break it down. Sing it slow. Hear the note. Hear the key. Mm-hmm. Go to the keyboard. Tap the note on the key and do your, your, your vowels. Do your ahs. Do your E's. Yeah. And and just gently like flow into it. And then I every time I shit you not, all my students look at me when I tell them to slow it down and we break it down. And then they hit that note. They look at me and like they're like, and I am like you had it the whole yeah. time. Like, like you have time. it the whole time. Like just mm-hmm. slow down, relax. Like even now I get I'm so excited to talk about this because, you know, someone asked me not too long ago, could you see yourself being a teacher? And I, I responded real fast. I go, well, I already am one. Mm-hmm. I give vocal lessons.
0: Yeah, you are a teacher.
1: Yeah, and and without hesitation, she asked me, and I, I, think I don't know why she asked. It was weird. We were, we were. She was putting on um, Freedom Riders. and oh,
0: that old movie. Right? Yeah,
1: she was putting it on for me to watch. That's um, what like
0: every English substitute teacher puts on when the right. T-
1: I mean, yeah. but but it, fine. A good movie. It's yeah, it's a great movie. But she was asking me. She's like, could you see yourself as a teacher without hesitation? I was like, yeah. I mean, I already am one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, you know, then I started thinking about like my friend Chris. You know, shout out to him again, Anderson. Um, he's super sophisticated. Um, he's had so many things in his life that he's grown from. He's a great teacher. He helps and mentors me. Mm-hmm. You know. And then, yeah, I just I, I I go back to her asking me that a lot because it's like, yeah. yeah, I can see myself as a teacher, but not in a teacher not in the way of teaching them to do things the way that I want them to do. I see myself being a teacher, letting them know that they have the power to mm-hmm. be who they want to be. And as their own individual artists, I want them to tap into their individuality and succeed that way. I don't want them to feel like they have to do things by a book or, or be a certain way to get views or likes. It's no, be your own authentic self. Mm-hmm. And I preach that every single time with my kids, especially the kids that are in high school right now. Cause they're going through their transitions. You know, they got like Very these Broadway impressive. auditions They're yeah. they're thriving. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want is them to ever feel like they're not capable because every single soul is capable. It is a mindset. Yeah. When you feel like you're flailing, lost, hurting, sad, depressed over something from the past, let it go. Breathe. Give yourself some time to slow down, shift, your energy, feel it, go through it. I'm not telling you to suppress anything because from personal experience, when I suppress things, it just delays it. Right. So out of respect, right. really it feel it. Yeah, don't, just just understand, observe, don't judge. Remember, nothing's good, bad, right or wrong. It's a matter of your perspective and how you're going to grow from the situation. I always tell them too, when they're singing, if you feel pain or discomfort, please stop. If you feel a little awkward or uncomfortable because you've never done it before, keep going because that represents growth. If mm-hmm. you know what you're doing, you're not growing. If mm-hmm. it feels awkward or uncomfortable and you're you're doing something new, you're growing. Mm-hmm. That's my mindset. Yeah. I could talk about that's how the, my that's kids the inspire me. Thing
0: about teaching yeah. and mentoring, but not necessarily just in general, but teaching music, teaching art, these yeah. these crafts, these disciplines that have that freedom to it right that individuality to it the subjectiveness to it because a math teacher is not going to have the same experience they got they got to be rigid they got to teach what what is in the book right yeah. the logic and so that is the beautiful part about I guess in our fields that we've been able we've, we've been open-minded enough and that is probably what helps give us these um, lessons for these kids is that open-mindedness. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I'm sure all this all this stuff that you're telling them, it's not necessarily you're telling them what to do. You're you're giving them advice. You're it's almost like when people say, what would you what would you say to yourself 10 years ago? That's exactly what we're doing every fucking day. Yeah, is we're telling when, when I'm out there teaching. That's what I think about. What would I what would I? not necessarily wanted to hear at that age what should i have heard at that age what did i need to hear at that age Yeah. and a lot of it and and i've had these struggles not necessarily struggles but so, you know kids they they get lazy they don't want to do it they don't want to try all do. Uh, you know yeah, everybody we all does do. yeah. and so that's one thing i've been trying to push on them is to push themselves is to practice is to just try just try that's it really you know
1: it's better that to- That is my
0: main, my that is the only way I grade, yes.
1: effort, effort. Yeah, because it's better. I, I told her, I told one of my students the other night, I said, listen, it's better to take the opportunity and to try than to say what if, because right. you'll never know. And you never, yeah, you never
0: did anything. Yeah. You know, at least you tried, Put in you effort. gave it a shot and that's it. Uh, you know, now people see my art and they're like, wow, this is so good. I wish I could draw. I I hear the same thing every time. I wish I could draw. I wish I could. I'm like, you can. You can. I was not this, you know, yeah, I had an inclination for art. I liked it. I liked to draw in high school, but I never took art classes. And in college, I was like, I drew some stuff. I was like, I think I'm going to do art. Well, when I got into those art classes, I was Bottom of the barrel. I was not that good of an artist anymore, you know what I mean? I saw what really good artists work because they had an understanding that I didn't have yet. You know, they had a practice that I didn't have yet. And it just, it took a long fucking time, man. It took, you know, I, I went to school in 2012, maybe 2013, 14, started taking art classes. Now we're in 2022, and I, I'm now starting to kind of feel like a more established artist, And more confident in the ability, but before that, I mean, now we could look back on my art and go over it. It's—I don't think it's all that crazy, you know. It's nothing. It's individual. It's you know. There's
1: no. There's no other artist, to be honest. Like your art sticks out. I mean, look at it everywhere. Like I don't. I don't see anybody's art that's like yours. Yeah. So the fact that it's authentic.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's why it's because I stuck to my guns. Yeah. All these professors, and though. I have the trait that these professors kind of passed down to me of they wanted to push me a little bit. They wanted to see on different sides of painting and understanding, and maybe that could translate into my style. But they always saw that I did my own thing. I didn't give a fuck. I just did my own thing. All right. People, the guy next to me could be the most realistic painter. I did my little cartoony style or whatever it is, you know? It's what works. And then it developed. But that's the – like you said, you try to teach them to be their best authentic self. Yeah. And the only way by doing that is by just having fun and practicing and feeling it, especially with music. Feeling Feeling that. Slowing it down. And a beautiful thing about these um, types of teachings or lessons or advice is this can be taken into life. Yeah. In general. Absolutely. Fucking things are getting crazy or – Slow down, yeah. You know, slow down, reevaluate, feel it out. You know, before making like you did with with the pup. You know, you had your questions that you asked yourself: Is this beneficial for me? Is this beneficial for those around me? Is this gonna make me a better person? You know, hold yourself a little bit accountable. I feel that way about the pets. About isn't that interesting? There's sometimes you love things way more than your yourself. At least like. With me, like I feel that way at times, a lot of times. So it's like, yeah, things that I want to do to better myself are for those around me in a sense. Yeah. You know,
1: well, you have to always put yourself as a priority. Yes. And you should definitely love yourself more.
0: Of course. Of course. So,
1: but I, I, it's the feeling you feel as if you do, but. Ultimately, you know that you are your one and only. Right. Yeah.
3: Right. Okay.
0: Yeah, and then tying back in with, um, since we're doing this a kind of Netflix-inspired <laughs> documentary thing, um, with practice, you watch. I sent you the remaster, "The Devil at the Crossroads," the story of Robert Johnson. Yes. Um, this blues musician one of the first recording artists, really, right, at that time. Um, And how his legend kind of developed this mysticism behind it of, oh, this man sold his soul to the devil. Um, Because, you know, one year he was a mediocre guitar player, the next year he came back and he was, you know, an insane guitar player, the best guitar player around, doing things that were – levels right it kind of laid the blueprint i think for blues um in the sense of like how he was playing Definitely. rhythm, while also kind of doing like um melody type things. yeah he was right? doing
1: lead and rhythm yeah
0: lead and rhythm there we go um but yeah i really like that one i love the animated style
1: of it too He's like thirsty. How they would
0: do that yeah he's thirsty boy um the animated style in there while with behind it and the surviving family members that would talk about his legend and, and uh, well, he was the first guy at the 27 club, right?
1: I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. I, I found it interesting. I like that. You actually suggested, um, sent that suggestion for, uh, to me to watch. Um, and it's funny cause like we're texting as I'm watching and I'm asking questions and I'm, thinking to myself like this poor guy went through so much heartache Heartache. and he used that and put it into his music Mm -hmm. and everything's perspective. As I said, nothing's good, bad, right or wrong. It's all about how someone perceives it. I found it comical that they assumed he sold his soul to the devil because he left for a year Mm -hmm. and then came back and was probably the best guitar player anybody has ever seen. Well, there's the key. He took off a year, disappeared to master his technique. Master it completely. Literally. And he seeked advice from someone who had the qualities that he wanted to implement into his art. Mm-hmm. And that's one an, inspiring. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you know, it goes back to the perception. Um, how dare they take that away from him? Yeah. Saying that he sold his soul to the devil to become probably one of the best guitar players there were. No, he took time to invest within himself himself. for an entire year. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of it. These conspiracies and stuff, it's all fun and dandy. As I said, the human mind likes to seek additional information. They like to have answers. Um, But sometimes it's as clear as day. Hey, he just literally went through a hard shit and he took time for himself, invested a whole year, and then came back probably the best there was.
0: Yeah. We're in an age that is so disconnected to that, you know, but... It's interesting that even back then, it's kind of similar in the sense of, oh, well, that's extremely hard to achieve, so they must have done something uh, easy and quick to achieve that, right? Yeah, because everybody uh, wants easy and quick. everything's instant. Everything's, um, you know, they're not seeing the hard work that people are putting behind, whether it's their music or their art or their work that they do. You know, they don't see all the hours that people put in. And the lore behind this guy, of course, different time. This is what the nineteen thirties or something like that. Yeah. And so America, extremely racist and at that time, very dangerous for these people. Yeah,
1: it was disgusting. And,
0: you know, this this is a, a black man playing the blues, traveling man who who did have a hard life. He yeah. he what he got this girl pregnant, his girlfriend pregnant, the father wanted nothing to do with him. Um, basically banished him like they didn't you know the girl even agreed with the father they didn't they didn't let him see his kid that completely shattered this the second
1: time yeah you
0: saw this guy change fully accept what he was about to become in a sense right and 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 dive into it and so when he did seek this other guy who was uh this this famous guitar player at the time in that area they would see them people would would recount seeing them walking into a cemetery and so that's where that lore of this guy kind of because that's pretty fucking crazy at the same time you're going out there and you're um you know you're playing in a cemetery i'm sure those are eerie eerie vibes but the guy went out there and he would practice all night because at the at the same time you got to think this is racist america you know but where's a safe, a safe where's a safe place for these yeah. men to go uh play all night
1: no one's going to go to the cemetery. Yeah, yeah, come on. Exactly. They needed peace, so quiet, and where, serenity. That's where they went.
0: And at the same time, it added to his mysticism and yeah. that lore. Um, Tragic, the way it went out, the way he went out, and started this kind of um, pattern of the 27 Club Yep. and the tortured artist and um, –
1: was all in the 27 Club? I know him, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse. Who else?
0: Amy Winehouse. Mac Miller was pretty damn close. Yeah. But no, he died at 26 just a couple year, uh, a couple months shy of his 27. So he was almost there. Um, uh, fuck. Jim Morrison. Okay. Jimi Hendrix. Did you say That's Jimi right,
1: Hendrix? That's right,
0: Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Um, uh, Janis Joplin. Really? Yes.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, hey, Google. How many people are in the 27th?
2: Sorry. I don't have any information about that. Whoops.
0: Let's see. How can I phrase it so that she would search the proper thing? Um, yeah. By the way, to the listeners in the podcast, I put on a Google Home because I'm here all alone and I need somebody to talk to. So I always talk to my Google Home. I tell her, have a great day <laughs> in the mornings. Um, hey, Google. Which celebrity musicians are in the Twenty Seven Club?
2: Music artists frequently mentioned on the web include Janis Joplin, Brian Jones, Ron Pigpen, McKernan, and others.
0: All right, and well, others we don't, Yeah, and others, a lot of others. <laughs> um, God, who's that one other? Buddy Holly. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. A lot of, a Since- lot of people that kind of die at that Likes. age but and at the same time it also goes with the torch the the view or the perspective of them being these tortured artists which in the in the sense they are and it's interesting how that type of life makes timeless music like that it, these are these people who do suffer but put in the work and dedicate their lives to their creations of what they have inside or whatever it is they may be tapping into, you know it it stands to live longer than they would have if they just kept living right in a sense.
1: I was just thinking that
0: short life but a long lasting legacy
1: do you think they fulfilled their personal legend?
0: You know, I don't know, maybe me getting older, I'm starting to see that. You know, I, I've experienced death, whether it was friends, family, the pets, every, from a young age, um, and so I've always been conscious that it's a part of life, and that at a certain point, everyone time, everyone's time is going to come, and I think now that I'm getting a little older, I'm just starting to accept that maybe, although it might seem like a tragic It is tragic and, you know, when it happens, it's always either a surprise or like, wow, how could this happen? Like we want more time, but maybe it is the time. And the goal for me and I think the goal for humans should be, in my personal opinion, to achieve what it is you want to achieve in this life and try to fulfill your purpose as much as possible. And once you do, then you should be prepared to go at any time. That's my thing. Is I want to keep creating till, till I feel like I have, you know, done what I need to do. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: And then I can have a more calm acceptance to the inevitable.
1: Yeah. It goes back to, like I said, we're spiritual beings. This is a physical reality that we're living in. It's within us to choose experiences that are fulfilling for us. So, therefore... Your personal legend or your passion is what you choose for it to be. You know, it's all, it's all within you. You choose what's your bliss. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's personal. Nothing is good, bad, right, or wrong. You choose a direction that may or may not include somebody. It's nothing personal.
0: Yeah.
1: He's loving that. He's a good boy. He's ready to run.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, and this world is so vast and we have so much Six. things. Like, even though as, as humans, we try to understand it all. We try to make sense of it all. We try to explain things as best as we can and get the answers and the truth. But
1: sometimes you don't get those. Sometimes you
0: don't get those. Sometimes sometimes it's not even a logical understanding. It's more of a emotional, spiritual understanding. Yeah. An acceptance of some sorts, you know, of like –
1: well, the law of detachment, you know, if you're attached to something that right there blocks you away from an unlimited amount of possibilities. So right. it's a matter of embracing the unknown and knowing there's power in the unknown. There's power in silence and there's power in staying still.
0: Yes. Another, those are other teachings I really try to apply in my art classes is because they we get in there, they start working on their projects and it sounds like, a uh, fucking bar in Fort Lauderdale, right? It is so damn loud in my classrooms, bro. They just start talking and talking and talking, and everyone talks at once. And not only that, you know, kids will be talking. They'll be having conversations, but they're they're talking at the same time. They're not listening to each other. They don't, and they yell at each other right there, right in front of each other, right? So it gets super loud, and I try to offer that that word of advice as well is, there is that power to the stillness. there is the it's okay to have silence you know and kind of just reflect and think and let it flow you know and let not, it flow. not always have a noise uh, as a distraction you know.
1: Good boy no I, I definitely agree It's what it is. I mean it's so it's so easy right now to get distracted with all the stimulation that we have around us but but it's within you. To build that discipline to be able to not allow yourself to fall into it. Just Mm -hmm. stick with your intention, allow things to flow. Don't force, because obviously, when you try to force things, it's counterproductive. It does the absolute opposite with anything, with relationships, with work, um, with your career, like, you know, or your passion. Just don't force it. If it's not working, there's a reason why it's not working. Just let it go. And then whatever's meant to be shall be. embrace the unknown there is power in detached me like detachment like not being attached to anything in particular brings you an unlimited amount of possibilities Mm -hmm. and that's the problem because like i said earlier in the podcast the human mind wants answers we want to know you know we get into this fight or flight kind of situation uh we're all guilty of it you know um something's not going our way what do we want to do we want to control it to make it go our way but not the case, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's not always the case.
0: Technology, you know, I don't, I can't, I can't tell if it really is just as black and white as it's not helping at all. You know, there's just so many infinite resources, it seems like, with technology, but at the same time, it kind of detaches us from that a little bit. Like you said, there's <laughs> constant stimulations, these escapes that we as a human race it may fall victim to if we're not already. You
1: know? Don't look up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't look up. But They're hey, that's lying why it's you. <laughs> um,
0: that's why it's special and I find it very blessing in a way that we are able we have been able to find our purpose and find what we love to do and what we want to strive to become better at. Just purely for the passion of it. And I think that has opened us up for these types of, you know, the fact that we have these types of conversations in the first place where we realize it. And even though we're a part of it too, we probably fall victim to all this stuff too. I got Instagram, I got social medias. I fucking, you know, I like hot girls pictures, right? I I get distracted too, right? Um. But what can you fucking do, man? We're just these crazy monkeys in this technological age and things are changing and we got to control it. And and that's crazy because we're talking about sometimes not controlling, but control that aspect a little bit. Discipline. Discipline that aspect Mm -hmm. and and be familiar with, yeah, or, you know, China's got an interesting thing with their internet so for for the kids, especially kids a certain age, I think um middle schoolers kids from like five to thirteen or something like that um do you have a certain time to be on the internet, and at a certain time it blocks off completely for them good adults they have time up to a certain point as well, I think it's like two or three a m or something like that, and then it cuts off to the next morning um so they limit kind of how much. So that you can't really just get lost in it, right? And think about these kids that are growing up, especially here in America, they've got their iPads, they've got everything, and they they can watch it at all times. All times. And they're just glued, stuck.
1: Glued. Yeah, their are stimulationists through the screen. Constant stimulation.
0: So, you know, there's things that other places do as well to kind of – they see it. They see what's going on. Yeah. And they want to mitigate it in a sense, you know?
1: So – Like I said, nothing's good, bad, right or wrong. It's all perspective. Um, And it's all the individual's perception. Um, That is a sense of control from a government standpoint, if you think about it. Um, Whereas it should be the individual's choice, but it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally, I put a lock After two hours on social media on my phone because there's really no fucking need for me to be on social media for more than two hours a day and I try not to go on social media. I think I'm very rarely on Instagram um, unless I'm posting my art me singing Mm -hmm. or my dog who I adore more than anything in this world, you know, Um, or every once in a while something funny, but I keep it minimum and I like I said self-awareness is key if you know you're about to start scrolling tap into your awareness and put that freaking phone down yeah. and do something else i mean yeah. you know there's a whole there's a whole world out there you know, I
0: know. people don't observe there's a enough. whole
1: world in here
0: yeah yeah
1: so there's a lot going on just got to spend right? some time with there's, yourself and get to know you be aware of who and what mm-hmm. it is that you want wake up every morning with the intention of this is what i'm going to do today this is who i want to be you know, and if you're the type of individual who sets yearly goals, good for you. No, nothing's good, bad, right or wrong. Whatever works best for you. I set the intention to finish something that I started a while ago and that was school. You know, whatever the issue was, I finished and I'm, I'm back at it. And I'm grateful because I accomplished what I set my goals for and I'm going to continue doing so. All is possible. It's all within the individual. If you want something bad enough, you're going to do it. if you don't want something you're gonna find a million and one excuses because it's just it's just not for you
0: easy way too yeah or it's not for you that's a simple way to put it too you know sometimes it's just not for you and the only way you're gonna figure that out is by trying it out
1: boxing for instance i did boxing for three months i got my ass whooped and you know the one chick who whooped my ass was like yeah i've had two concussions lost teeth and i was like
0: not for me.
1: Just paid $4,000 to get Invisalign. Yeah, you're trying to and act, And right. I'm an actor. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, physically, oh, I was ripped. Yeah. Like, best workouts I ever had. Uh, Mentally, it was stimulating because it was something new and different. You always want to test your brain every day. Brush your uh-huh. teeth with your left hand if you're right-handed and brush your teeth with your right hand if you're left-handed. Stimulate your brain. Take a different route to work every single day. You don't have to go to the extreme. Um, The phone. Um. One thing I I I take pride in is not getting stuck in a routine. Hmm. Um, But it's within you. It's it's all within that individual. You create the consistency. You create your pattern. Just be self aware at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some people they they thrive in routines. You know, it's all for
1: consistency is key. I mean,
0: yeah, everybody's a little different in how they're going to organize their life, and yeah, but those key aspects you know those key aspects will should lead you to a successful life. You fucking work at something, it will pan out.
1: Yes. It really is that
0: 1% a day. That's it.
1: And that success that's within the individual, is within that individual. Like what is successful for you may not be what I con- consider successful for me because it's not right. the task that I'm wishing to accomplish. Right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think I think people get inspired and I love that. I love when people get inspired to do things, to try things um, Mm -hmm. because it stimulates your brain. Yeah. You know, and that's the key. Like,
0: Yeah. Inspiration is great. The only problem Mm -hmm. that I see or that I've found in my own thing too is I think as artists and creatives and stuff, some people might fall into the trap of, well, I'm only going to do this when I'm inspired to do it. And then now you're kind of limiting yourself to, you know, to only do it at these certain inspirational moments, which is fine. And that, yeah, you produce some good work and stuff. But if you push yourself, that's what we kind of got to learn too, is to push ourselves through the writer's block, push ourselves through the the painting block or whatever. The slow down. Block. Slowing just it down. Just slow
1: down. You don't have to stop. Mm-hmm. Like just slow down.
0: Yeah, like with drawing, you know um I got in the habit of drawing every day this this past year and the end of 2020 I got into drawing every at least five days a week right I was drawing multiple pictures a day and some some I wasn't too fond of but I made sure to finish it right when I wasn't feeling it I made sure to start and start drawing you know find an image try and recreate it in my style I just, Push myself to do one a day, you know? And that helped out because in, not only did I fill up a bunch of binders and kind of build up a, a bigger portfolio, but it also, you see the growth. You see the growth even in a couple months.
1: And the line you know? work, I'm sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shading, everything. I was just trying yeah. different things, different styles, finding a style, you know? Um, solidifying the style. And, but yeah, just pushing through the, not just the inspirational moments, but the moments where I'm not inspired, right? But I know I have to get something done, and I have to work at it, you know? Yeah, you should be good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like...
0: What is it, falling off?
1: No, I just wanted to bring it closer. Yeah, no, you should be so fine. Clean my back up. That's
0: the heavy-duty arm. Do you want a pillow? I should have given you a pillow. I got a bigger pillow you can put on. I'm good. Okay.
1: Thank you, though.
0: Yeah, you're the second guest on the podcast, so...
1: In the in the new. For in the, for new, the new
0: spot. For yeah, the new, new yeah. season, let's say. Yeah.
1: 2022. I love it. It's it's a vibe. Yes. It's a chill vibe. It's it's definitely you. But more mature. Does that make sense? Because like I, I remember seeing your last couple places. This is more bright. This is more vibrant. This has got a lot of your artwork. It's just a it I love the natural light. It's not dark and gloomy. Right. So it's 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 like a good Mixture of all of the the energy, yeah. Yes. And I love
0: your plant. I love this plant. My parents gave me this uh, snake grass plant. It was just growing outside of their house, and they're like, "Here, they just ripped that bitch out." And they're <gasps> like, "Here, buy we buy a pot. We got this pot. They have the same pot. um I think it was at Amazon. Mm-hmm. And They told me where to, which one it was. They sent me the link, and it was like twenty bucks. Nice. So I got this plant for twenty bucks, solid. And I love it. It's supposed to purify the air it as well. Purifies the air. But yeah, I love this nature. You're need it after the dog. <laughs> I talked about in one of the podcasts. I think it was a little podcast I did alone, one of the solos when I just moved here. And I kind of was reflecting on all the places that I did live and stuff. But I've always been around nature.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I've always had trees around. I've always had some body of water near me. I don't know how the fuck it happens. Obviously, I choose the place and yep. stuff, but. I mean, you know how it is to look for an apartment and look for a place. Sometimes you got to just take with what you got. But I've always kind of been around this this nature, and yeah, it, it's matured. Now I'm in a spot where I'm alone, and uh, I've always I've always wanted this. You know, I've always wanted to work towards this. And so, yeah, of course, keep it clean. A little older. Feeling, feeling different, not just be like, you know, living with guys for so long and different yeah. roommates and stuff. Yeah, I get dudes that. can be such slobs at times. And, you know, I keep my shit t- clean. Trey was over here and he was like, you know, c- calling me out on my OCD or whatever. And, <laughs> but it's like, hey, bro, that's what keeps me fucking organized, man. Yeah. OCDs, that's what it's about. Um,
1: yeah. Get- <laughs> if you're going to get a puppy, um, just embrace the mess. That's all I'm going to say. Cause like, you can't control it at that's,
0: this point. That's the, yeah, that's the only like, thing.
1: you have to understand, like a dog is, gets messy. It's not oh, their know. fault. I know. There's going to be drool. There's going to be poop. Yes.
0: yes. Especially um, if I decide on getting that dog, the big cane Corso.
1: Yeah. I, I, I won't, I won't be the one to influence. I'll just set it up for success if necessary. Um, but look at him. I mean, geez, yeah. he's a blessing.
0: Yeah, no. We keep
1: coming back to it. It's but just...
0: it's a great energy. It's a great vibe, and, and yeah, it's it'd be nice to have somebody around, uh, some some sort of little energy around. Whether it's a cat or a dog, cat would be the easiest for cat sure. Cat would be
1: the easiest, the most laid back.
0: Um, but still, challenge yourself. Yeah, I could look at it at that. I am in a it's, more. I'm uh, telling you. I think honestly, I don't think I I would have um any real real issues raising a dog and having a dog at all um like i said i was around dogs my whole life and so I'm on, i understand them and the girl that i actually want to have on savannah who's a dog trainer she tried to recruit me to be a dog trainer because she saw that um i don't know whatever she called it like a like a understanding of animals a you respect. know int- intuition yeah. intuition
1: They're their own individual souls. I'm not trying to manipulate him. I want him to be free. I want him to experience life the way he wants to. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that's weird to say because it's a dog. But, I mean, I travel a lot. He loves it. He loves it, you know. And I want him to be curious. I want him to walk around. I want him to be social. I want him to protect me. And I want him to cuddle with me, you know. And it's on his terms, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know. and
0: He's his own little guy, you know.
1: And like I said, when you get a dog, you find out things about yourself uh, that you may or may not have known. That may resurface, you know. And then you just you just grow. You just grow. You learn a lot about yourself through through the experience. So I mean, you're probably gonna see that. Holy shit! Yeah, I am an eat free because I'm this. I mean, my place. Oh yeah. Like my room, my room. Because I share, you know, uh, my room is always clean.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, but the space—that's the only thing with the with the roommates—and I'm so fucked. This I mean, is, a, this is a nice spot of um, just—it's me, you know—and I fucking keep it clean. And obviously, there's not much room for me to mess around. And but uh, you know, thankfully, I'm not a slob, man. My my mom or a hoarder, or a hoarder. My mom. This was the best advice to clean my room. My mom gave me. I think I was maybe ten or something. <laughs> And she goes, she walks into my room, maybe had some clothes that I didn't fold or something. And she goes, you need to start cleaning your room all the time. And she's like, one day you're going to start having girls over and you want to make sure your room is clean. No one wants to fucking be with a slob. Yeah. And that stuck with me. I said, all right, I'm going to have bitches over. So (laughs) for the ladies, I keep my shit clean. Yes. Uh, Yes. And they've been, you know, those that have been around, they've been impressed. they would be like, wow. Yeah. One, one, I have one girl over, and she was like, uh, "She's like, this looks like straight out of Tumblr."
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: She's like, this room looks straight out of Tumblr. Hey,
1: it is what it is. You gotta because I mean,
0: it. yeah. Well, you know what? I also want to say that maybe living with uh, women in the past, um, from relationships and friendships, I think that's helped because I always felt that living with women. Versus living with other dudes. You know, other dudes just kind of throw stuff around and there's no real sense of decoration. There's no homey vibe. Like a home vibe. And I feel like women are very, since it's nurturing in nature, they know how to fucking design the the apartment or the house a little better. And it gives it that homey vibe. That home vibe. And so I think... Luckily with the relationships and friendships of with the women that I've lived with, I think this kind of shows a little yeah. bit like that they influence me in a sense to, you know, keep it clean, have plants and have Yeah, you know?
1: Yeah. I get that. I'll let my wife decorate our house.
0: You'll let your wife wa- No. I mean I, I get it.
1: I'm a but, minim- I like minimalistic. So like sure. I don't want anything like I don't like clutter, like I get stressed like right now his crate is in my room and like mm. I have stuff stacked on it and it's it's irking me but it's like all right I know I got to clean and put it somewhere you know and it's really not a mess but to me it's a mess and like yeah, whenever it takes up space. It takes up sp- See that's the thing. I want open, open, open. I like white, black and gray colors. I like modern. I want it mm-hmm. super like clean, pristine. So like I'll let her decorate and get the furniture and stuff as long as it's those three things.
0: White, <laughs> white, I mean, clean, open.
1: I like gray or black too. Like okay. black furniture, like white yeah. floors. You know, uh, white marble is my favorite. Honestly, you can't go wrong with white marble. It's yeah. it's timeless. Like look at look at you know, Greek. Like the, right. Like
0: yeah, that shit is timeless. It's also very expensive.
1: Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jake McNair from Bayshore. He was going to charge me fifty thousand dollars for a white uh, marble slab. Yeah, that silence says it all.
0: Just a slab. Just a slab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking expensive. I'm
1: coming at you. Yeah.
0: And you got to think, um, like I went to Italy, I went to the Vatican, and I saw that. I was actually telling some a co-worker about this recently because when I was in the Vatican, like in the, where they have the Sistine Chapel and stuff, you walk in there, massive. Yeah, just realizing that they Achieved all that from conquering and taking over, but um, yeah, let's wrap this up. Let's uh, we're, we got Zoe heading over. Zoe is did the same thing he did last week, where, yeah. where he came by, like, as we were editing the podcast. He's like, So we're gonna go chill with Zoe. We um, cool
1: with Jennifer Lawrence and be like, Where's the pizza?
0: <laughs> did she do that? In yeah, the she was like,
1: up? Oh no, not in the movie, but like, there was a gif about it. And she was just like, Where's the pizza? And she's like so expressive and like freaking the fuck out.
0: <laughs> From what? Just like an interview or something? I she, think does, she, was talking she does about weird pizza. shit on uh, interviews. You ever seen that? I like weird stuff. shit. Yeah, she a Aubrey
1: Plaza is another one. Um, yeah. And she's hot too. And
0: she is, a, she is my, you know, kind of attractive. Yeah. She's yeah, just she's got that face attractive. of like such a devious little face, you know?
1: She's so fucking funny. She's
0: funny. Yeah, she's she looks like a good time.
1: Definitely. Definitely. So does Rihanna. Rihanna. hmm Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I told you off air. For me, it was Elvira. Yeah. <laughs> Mistress of the Dark.
1: Oh, my God.
0: That one got it going for me.
1: That's so unique. I've never heard that.
0: Really? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's fucking Smoke Show. What's her name? What's her real name? Cindy something, I think. Oh,
1: I have no idea.
0: Yeah, and she's a redhead.
1: Oh, there you go. You like the redheads.
0: Yeah, but she had a black wig on. That well, it got me because she'd be fucking shaking her tits like crazy in the in the movie or whatever. She was she a show in a movie? And for some reason that channel was on when I was a little kid and I was just like, Wow, we Yeah. Change me, change me forever. Yeah. I was doing what your dog was just doing a couple minutes ago.
1: Yeah, he was he was trying to hump you.
0: Yeah, he does a little – that's what I was doing when I saw Elvira. I was, like, not even
1: <laughs> – So excited. Realizing.
0: I was just so excited, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to say?
1: Nope. Nope, other than my three celebrity crushes. Okay,
0: let's see. Three celebrity crushes.
1: You're, you first. <laughs>
0: okay, mine's going to be Elvira, Mistress yeah. of the Dark. Yep. Um I'm gonna go ahead and say Emma Watson.
1: That's your boo.
0: Yeah. I would like to I would like to meet her.
1: I'll put it <laughs> out there. Let's manifest I heard she that. dates
0: I heard she dates uh musicians that aren't really known.
1: Maybe. I don't know. She's All into possible. Those guys.
0: Yeah. So hey, I'm a musician who's not really known. Well maybe I can meet her one day.
1: You're known, but I feel you.
0: Not in a global platform or nothing, you know. Not yet. Not yet, but when I do and we run into each other, just know I'm going to ask you out for some coffee and a nice conversation. Yeah. And my number three, I don't know. I'm going to have to go with, God, there's so many beautiful women.
1: I think Dua Lipa was the one, right? Dua
0: Lipa is fucking gorgeous. That's for more recent, too. Yeah. Just seeing her, like what she's doing and and her performances and her live shows. But yeah, she is a fox, man. If she definitely. wasn't insanely talented, she could be a fucking model for sure.
1: Like I said, that VMA performance, she looked like a Victoria's Secret model. And then some. yeah, she's
0: tall too. She's she's tall.
1: She's gorgeous. She's yeah. definitely one of my top top five.
0: <laughs> what about you,
1: Haley Steinfeld? hands down no question i like how awkward and authentic she is a little latina yeah you know you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. i like that and then um damn who did i say before i said Haley steinfeld i i did but i (laughs) sean mendez but not in that type of way because i don't think he'd ever get me in bed i just think he's Mm -hmm. cute talented i think i relate to him with how he constructs his lyrics and works on his songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, he's cute. Um, very feminine. Um, damn it. just Haley Steinfeld, man. She's on my mind. I don't know. Um, Haley Bieber's cute. Paris Jackson. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Oh, yes. Crystal blue eyes.
0: I keep forgetting about that person. Yeah. And her existence, but she is gorgeous.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> um, Yeah. I know back in the day I had a big thing for Jessica Alba.
0: Oh yeah. Just well everybody had a big Everyone. thing for Jessica. How about Jessica Beale?
1: She's cute. Um, not really I wasn't really like, like You're not into blonde. the
0: big busty
1: I wasn't really curvy. into her.
0: God, she's fine.
1: I wasn't really into her.
0: She's fine as fuck.
1: Um Yeah, no, I wasn't. I mean, I think she's cute, but like not really, you know. Let's 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 ask a serious question. If Miley Cyrus, would you? One hundred percent. Okay, cool.
0: One hundred and ten percent.
1: Yeah, Miley. Hey. Yeah, she
0: seems like she'd be a good time. She's fun. Um, bright vibe, smoke some weed, and fucking. Do you think? Have fun, yeah. yeah. Maybe make some music after or something.
1: Taylor Swift and Blake That'd Lively. A good time. Those Taylor were the Swift, other two. And those yep. girls are tall. I like tall women. Yeah. I like my girls tall. I'm not that tall. I'm five three oh. on a good day, and then you know I just like my tall women. So tall, you, you thin probably fit. would
0: have gone for like in another life, you probably go for like six foot guys.
1: In another life, if I wanted that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I like tall.
0: Yeah, tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs>
1: tall, dark, and feminine. And
0: feminine. Yeah. Yeah. What about butchy girls? Are you into butchy girls at all?
1: Uh, no, I not really. I don't think really. I've ever
0: seen you with a. With a no, girl.
1: no, I, I prefer the very feminine girls. Yeah, that um,
0: makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, because I'm kind you of know? like in the middle, like where like I can be super femme or if I wanted to just You've be got masculine. a masculine. Yeah. You, but but you still. I a present. Woman. You, yeah. You, know,
0: you still present yourself as a woman.
1: Yeah. yeah. I. Haley Steinfeld, I don't know. I mean. Okay, that's it
0: for you, huh? That's Haley it. Steinfeld. I mean.
1: She's super talented. What she does she do? Sing. Is she a singer she's, or an actress or what? Dude, she did that really popular song with Zed Starving. Hmm. Um, if you heard it, I'm sure you would know. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's, she's super talented. She writes, and yeah, I get a little jealous because I did watch Dickinson a little bit. Um, and her and her co-star do kiss and stuff, and I was just like, Oh, that's cute. I like the story. Obviously, it's Emily Dickinson, the poet. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I study literature. Mm I was just, you know, she's... I don't know. You're
0: jealous. jealous. I was a little jealous. Damn, that master! about to do that.
1: They're both beautiful. You know, so I could appreciate the art behind it. It wasn't... I knew. I know what it is. Mm -hmm. And if she's not gay, then it's it's just a celebrity crush, you know? Yeah. It is what it is. Taylor Swift, I know, is not gay. But I still think she's a phenomenal woman. And Blake Lively is obviously married to the hilarious Ryan Reynolds. It's just artists that we appreciate for yeah, their beauty and talent and,
0: and talented and that is part of the appeal of is their talent you know
1: definitely 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 because even leah michelle um she was in glee i remember her character was quite ugh, like that's the best way i can describe her. her character was kind of rough um but i don't
0: know who that is
1: leah michelle she's she did a lot of broadway stuff and she's a great singer um yeah, I, I I thought she was cute, but then as soon as she sang, it was like I was hypnotized. Mm. So it's definitely talent. It's definitely passion. Like I will never date a girl who is not passionate about something because that's what you're attracted to. When you sit here and you have an intellectual conversation with somebody and you can see that you guys, whether you're opposites, you know, whether like I'm an artist, she's a medical or, you know, she's like a scientist and I'm doing my my arts and stuff like. It's it's the complete opposite, but yeah. like hearing her be passionate <clears throat> about that shit is just so attractive,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and I can only hope it's the same, you know, because I'm super duper passionate about teaching my kids, about moving forward with my acting, my dog. Like when you have passion in life, you thrive yeah, and you glow. It is
0: an attractive thing. Yeah. Know? Because you're, you're focused, you're honed in and you're working on being better and that is an attractive quality. Oh, yeah. Especially when we pick our partners, our mates, you know it's, it's natural. Yeah. You know,
1: um, gotta be attractive in the sense yeah. of like showing some sort of passion about life. If you're depressed and I'm not saying this in a negative way, but if like you don't know who you are, if you don't have that self-awareness that, that, that drive, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't want to be, you, you surround yourself with the people that you wish to be successful, yes. you know, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. so I, my girl definitely has to be intellectual, present herself in a very mature way, but also I like the immaturity because I want them to keep a hold of that kid ma- like mentality because that's what makes things fun, adventurous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a difference yeah, being in between, that same
0: wavelength, you yeah. know? And, and it doesn't necessarily, you know, maybe somebody finds uh, other things attractive, but that's what's what they're going to vibe with, that yeah. wavelength. But and that's something, you know, I've recently in this these last you maybe last year mm-hmm. is kind of realized is the the vibe the the wavelength the mentality and being in different in a relationship where we kind of had different kept, kept drifting off in different wavelengths and wanting yeah. different things out of life or just in the stage of life that we were at we weren't almost at the same you know Sometimes and it's about so, that timing. Yeah, right. And this um, – I put out a new song recently. Make sure make sure you check out OK on Spotify Fire. and iTunes and YouTube and everything.
1: It's really good. I remember when you were putting it together.
0: Yeah. And um, and so that's an older song. And so when people hear it, uh, don't think that I'm fucking depressed right now because I, I shared it. And my sister was like, I love it. It's so good, but it sounds so sad. <laughs> and um, – that's what I was feeling at that time, and this uh, I wrote that maybe six months ago. Yeah, right. That's probably when I showed you, and so that's what I was going through at that time. Um And I'm just happening to happening to record these songs, but uh, what am I gonna say? What was I gonna say about that song that made me bring it up? Um, a
1: transitional period, for sure. Yeah,
0: it was a transitional period, and yeah, just realizing that. Oh, I had a line in that song, and um. I have a line in that song where it's like, it's hard to say goodbye when we're both not wrong. Yeah. You know, that's uh that's something I've encountered and witnessed in this last year is like, we're not really wrong in, in our viewpoints. We've got different opposing viewpoints and it just showed us that this relationship isn't maybe for us, you know? And, not one person was right or wrong about it. We were both right in our own senses, you know, of what we want out of life. Yeah. What she wants out of life, you know, that's what can I do, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I want something else out of life. And so we had, for the most part, a more mature way of splitting and transitioning. It doesn't and always there were, have to be nasty. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be nasty. And to be honest, it wasn't nasty at all. There were times that were harder. There were times that got emotional. But that was maybe I had a very small percentage in the fact that I was in another in the other room and kept it chill, yeah. you know, for those last four or five months, four months. And um, yeah, man, just try to be as mature as possible. And now look, you know, time, time is uh, everything passes. You feel really good, it'll pass. You know, you feel really bad, that'll pass too. Yeah. And it's about feeling it all feeling it and getting through it and coming to terms with it and moving on you know move forward like you said earlier about being stuck in the past and a lot of people are stuck in the past um everybody thinks about their past and reminisces and you know i think about my future all the time and i think about what's going on in the present i'm constantly kind of bouncing around Be are aware I'm aware. That's important. Right? Because I'm also aware of what my present actions are doing that could lead me to my future, you know, and shape my future. And I'm aware enough to reflect on the past but not dwell on the past. Yeah. You know? Um,
1: Yeah. It's that awareness. The power is in the present moment. Nothing's personal. Nothing in life is personal. So the, the split, the disagreement, the perspectives, it's nothing personal. Like I stated before. Everything's temporary Mm -hmm. and that's good because you want growth. You don't want to stay stagnant. Nothing is good, bad, right or wrong. It's all perspective. And we are all spiritual beings living in this reality at which we choose which experiences are fulfilling for us. Right. And it's as simple as that.
0: Right. And this is something I had in mind for a long time. And now, you know, and now I'm here and I'm enjoying it as much as possible. And, you know, just taking it all in and, and yeah, I'm, I'm. I feel very fucking blessed. And now I just want to keep working and keep creating and keep doing what I said I was gonna do, and see where that leads. You know, we we have an interesting relationship, friendship. You know, where you know, imagine if we imagine if we never worked at One Thousand Ocean together.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think whether whether someone feels like they're lost, flailing. The actions that we have taken have gotten us to this point. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on their own journey and you cross certain people for a reason. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why we met. There's a reason why we're sitting here right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, just you talking here. I, I had the feeling earlier or whatever. kind of, I was just looking at you and I was like, damn, you know, like we've come a long way and we who would have yeah. thought that like, you know you were just at the front desk and i was down in the garage <laughs> and um just one conversation you know led to led to this friendship and a path and journey of creating yeah. and being finding who we are and figuring it out and enjoying it the process yeah. and then the people that you've probably met along the way and and you know you went from you went from playing guitar and wanting to do covers to and to doing covers, to writing your own music, to acting, yep. to taking life by the fucking horns, you know, and and going at it full on. So, yeah, just you sitting here and talking and stuff, I, it kind of all hit me like, damn, this, this is crazy that it's, yeah. time flies by and it's beautiful to see that you're still working at everything and that you've come so far and look at where you're at with your puppy and you're in a good spot in life. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful. But it's wild, man. That job, you know, I had quit. I quit that fucking valet job. I walked out on him. I had put my two weeks. It got really crazy on that last week. I said, fuck you guys. I'm out. Yeah. I literally walked out on him. I said, this is bullshit. I'm out. And I walked away. And then I think the manager called me over and... He was like, wait, wait, don't leave yet. And he's like, bro, can I can you stay? I was like, no, bro, I'm done. I am done. He goes, Okay, well, here, let me make a call. And he made a call and he talked to Andres. You remember Andres? Yeah. And he's like, here, man, they might need you over there. At least, you know, you might be able to move over there. It'll be more chill. And that's what I did. And they paid me more an hour. And, and that's how I that's where I met you. Yep. You know? And here it's we go. It's crazy are. that one little fucking thing of i'm out i'm out making that decision just really yeah it's wild
1: yeah i mean inspired action some it's literally like some of the best things happen huh Mm -hmm.
0: taking that risk yeah
1: and some of the best things happen when you least expect it Mm -hmm. when you just let go of the control or trying to trying to control the exterior first of all because We're creating this plan for ourselves, but there is a universal force. I'm a firm believer in transcendentalism, which is everything is a unifying force. There's no separation between you, me. We're all connected and we're all just going based off of our vibrations and frequencies. So like we brought ourselves together for a reason Mm -hmm. and we're growing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, It all happens for a reason and it's all prepared us. And what we're going through now is preparing us for what's about to
1: come. And I think we're both ready. Yeah.
0: We've been working at it. You know, think about we met in 2013. Yeah. Almost 10 years ago now. Was it 2013 or 14? I think it was
1: 14,
0: 14. Maybe
1: 14. Still. It's a good time. Eight years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So time flies. And um, to any of those listeners out there, just stick with what you're doing. It doesn't even have to be creative. You fucking have a passion in working in the medical field. You have a passion for doing anything else. Just work at it. You'll you will begin to attract the people you need to attract that you're meant to attract. And it's just gonna give that give life that purpose and that that you know that little extra to keep you going and keep you motivated to to keep getting better. You know?
1: Definitely. One percent.
0: Yeah, one percent. Eight
1: years of one percent. Imagine. Mm hmm. Yeah. Unlimited amount of possibilities. Yes. The only limitations you have are the ones you place on yourself. So detach and be open minded.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the risk report. Please make sure to check out Crystal Turner at Crystal Turner Music on Instagram. You've got a TikTok.
1: I do have a TikTok. It is Crystal Turner Music.
0: Crystal Turner Music, and uh, Crystal Turner on Spotify, iTunes, all the platforms. Um, did you recently put out something? A cover?
1: I did. I covered um, "Girls, Girls, Girls" by Fletcher with Zoe. It was great. It's we on made YouTube. it our own. It's on YouTube.
0: Check that out. It's a nice music video. I like the music video.
1: Hey, shout out to John.
0: Yeah, and shout out to Lorenzo, who we're about to meet, and he's Zoe just Zoe. insanely talented musician. Um, and check out my new song. Okay. Lorenzo's also playing bass on it and I produced the beat, but with that, we're going to let you go. We're going to go enjoy the Saturday and we're going to go play with this pup when he wakes up. Yes. All right, everybody. Peace out. Stay safe out there. The world's getting crazy, but it's all your perspective. It's all what you make it. Yeah, I'm right. All right. Peace out, motherfuckers.
4: okay, I guess, understated, cause everything's a mess, Contemplating. ain't got no regrets, I've been waiting, but I ain't got nowhere yet. sad, I can feel it taking over Getting closer, fade to black I just wonder if I made it Can I become a dad? Give them love in some direction Teach lessons they can have Like, don't do what I do It might be cool But just do what I say, not what I do That's the truth You can feel it in your bones not nah, if you're asking Is the answer that i talk about Everything is A-OK, I guess Understating, cause everything's a mess. Contemplating, ain't got no regrets. I've been waiting, but I ain't got nowhere yet. And I've been on the road for way too long. Gotta keep it going till the wheels fall off. Always feel alive, but the light breaks slow Hard to say goodbye when we're both not wrong Now I'm on my own, but I can't move on Had to face the truth, and ever since I'm gone I'll be up and ready at the crack of dawn Trying to be as happy as the day is long Everything is A-OK, I guess Understand. Cause everything's a mess, contemplated, ain't got no regrets, I've been waiting, but I ain't got nowhere yet, but I ain't got nowhere yet, but I ain't got nowhere yet. yet.